Welcome to the Insight Through Experience podcast, created for those currently going through our operator training course and for others who are interested in thinking about joining the organization in future years. In this podcast, we're going to be bringing you some highly successful operators and leaders and training specialists who are going to be revealing their tips, tools, and some techniques to help you achieve peak levels of performance. Now, sit back, take some notes, and use these experiences as stepping stones for your personal success. This is the Insight Through Experience Podcast. All right, welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm really looking forward to this one. We'll see how this format goes this week and um, hopefully make a few more of these. And speaking of format, uh, the format we're going to use for this one and maybe in the future uh, is the fact that I did a whole lot of interviews with some operators a little less than a year ago, and uh, their answers are just some pure gold out there that are sitting on a hard drive, and I think it's time to start sharing that with, with people who could use that info to make better decisions. So this week, we're going to focus on selection solely um, and really answer three questions. The first one is, when should I apply for selection? At uh, what point in my career? We're going to listen to some answers uh, from the guys about that. Number two, uh, what was the selection experience like for you when you came up? And number three, uh, what are some tips that you would offer back out to those about to come up to selection? I think these answers can help a lot of folks out there um, trying to decide when's the right time to pull the trigger and apply, and also for those who are about to come up in October and uh, give it a shot. So the first set of answers we're going to hear from a few of the operators was to a question that was phrased generally like this. For all those operators out at the other units who are trying to figure out when the best time to apply is for the organization, what advice would you give them from uh, what you know now about the process? Let's listen to their answers, and I will uh, come in at the end. I would say if you're thinking about coming up to the 2-4 and that's something that you want to do, I would say don't wait. Um, the, the process or the selection process isn't based on um, how much experience you have. Um, in fact, there might be some experiences that guys have that will actually keep them from getting selected up here because they may have learned um, you know, bad habits or something. So. Um, If you're the right guy, you'll get selected regardless of if you're a master sergeant or with multiple deployments or a senior airman with zero deployments. I I had both on my OTC. Um, You know, we had senior airmen who were not, you know, combat controllers who were not JTAC qualified that got their JTAC rating right before we started operator training course. And that guy had no issues and and did a phenomenal job. So I would say if, if you're the right guy um, and you're thinking about doing it, just go ahead and do it. I would offer that to anyone that's interested in coming up to the 724 Special Taxes Group at any time that they ought to uh, just go ahead and do it. I've often heard guys talk about, hey, this isn't quite the right time or I'm not quite ready or I want to do one more rotation or what have you. I would offer that there's never a perfect time. There's just the, the time that you make happen. So. I would encourage anybody that's interested to make the time, get as prepared as they possibly can. They will, their experience will be gained through training or operational experience up here. Talk to guys here and there when I see them at some of the SDSs and the, and everybody says, I'm thinking about it and I'm, and I'm waiting till after this or after that. I think that it's great that they think that there's something else that they can do to make themselves better. 
but at a certain point, let us make the determination on whether or not you're ready because it might not come. And we've had this discussion before, this deployment that you're waiting on to get this last piece, this icing on the cake, this deployment might not be the icing on the cake that, that you were expecting. And now you've wasted six months, eight months, when you could have already been aiming yourself at this. All right, I just wanted to uh, take a second and foot stomp some, some things that these operators said. So first thing is character-based selection. That's how we select people. You hear them say, hey, if you're the right type of guy, um, if you don't have to have a lot of experience, it's just about being a guy who's hungry and driven to come up here and succeed every day. Um, and really, that's the focus of what we do. It, it levels the playing field. It balances out what we're trying to do. It doesn't give anybody an advantage over anybody else. Everybody comes up here with with kind of a blank slate, and we put you through a bunch of events and, and see who's right for our organization. And a lot of folks out there, a lot of units and organizations who do selection, uh, use experience as one of their main critical gold standards. And that's okay. I'm not arguing against it. We just see it a little bit differently at our location. Uh, we just see that experience isn't necessarily the end-all, be-all, and sometimes it'll trip you up. And if you think about it, it just makes sense. If you if you look at the guy who maybe is a seven level and has a lot of deployments and a lot of experience, well, that guy doesn't necessarily do things and tactics the way that we do them here. Um, so how easy is that guy going to be able to reverse learn what he's already learned and then pick up new skills as he comes up to our organization? Those are things that we have seen in the past that really trip guys up. So... Uh, you can't always look at experience as that gold standard. Uh, that's why we think characteristics are the way to go. And a lot of other organizations have been doing this for years as, as well as us. And um, I think it is just a great way to see a foundation of human beings and see what potential they have to build on top of. Or the opposite side of that, the more negative view is to see the foundation of a human and, and see the risk that he brings and the inability to adapt and build on top of what he already has. So just an interesting perspective and something to keep in mind. There's no need to wait, um, especially if you're nearing your into your first assignment. Now's the time to strike. All right. With all that said, the next question the operators uh, were going to answer is basically what was their experience like during selection? Um, and the question was just basically, Hey, was it what you thought it was going to be? Um, just what was that foundational experience that you had as you went through? It was tough. It was a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. Um, it was nerve wracking going through those in that entire two week process because there was the huge chance that I wasn't going to be picked up. Uh, and that, that fear that I wouldn't be good enough in my own eyes and good enough in my family's eyes after all of that, uh, drove me to just continue pushing, which showed me that I can continue pushing no matter the circumstances, no matter how tired or hungry or uh, just beat down I feel mentally, uh, I can always continue to drive. Mission is a very uh, professional environment uh, from both the cadre and the candidates at selection. And you saw guys that were really trying to display the best that they had to offer. So you saw a very intense level of effort a high level of mental aptitude and a high level of uh, skills across the board for the guys, especially the guys that were successful. So you really saw guys pushing it to the max of their, their uh, mental and physical capabilities. Um, 
it's it's incredibly tough, uh, a lot tougher in a lot of different aspects than I thought it was going to be. Um, it's a lot more than just a, a physical uh, smoker, so you just have to be on top of your game in all aspects, whether it's core skills, um, physical stuff, and just basic uh, basic soldiering skills of being in the military. Um, also interpersonal skills, being able to deal with other people uh, and interact. I would say that I think everybody should assess to come up here. I think you learn a lot about yourself when you come up here and go through selection. Like not only how you handle stress, because I mean, yeah, you handle stress in the pipeline and stuff like that, but it's a different kind of stress, you know, it's all you got to do through the pipeline is just put up with stuff, really. You just got to get through it. Um, but for selection here, it's like interviews and, you know, you have to come up with an answer to a question. You can't just say, I don't know, or ignore it. Like, you're going to get asked more questions. So that stress, physical stress, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life. Like, that was the hardest thing. Um, and I'm glad I did it. And if I didn't get picked up, I would have been glad that I came up here and at least tried because I didn't know if I was good enough to come up here before I came up here. Yeah, I like hearing these answers, especially coming from the guy who actually runs selection. Uh, I now have a counterpart to help me out. But as the guys who run it, uh, it's, it's cool to hear the experiences that guys have from the process. Um, and I say experience for a reason because that's what we try to make it. Uh, we use the analogy of Disney World up here. Uh, we want it to feel from the second we meet you to the second we release you. Uh, we want that to be an experience. Um, and there's reasons for that. And inside of character-based selection, I would offer uh, that's an important aspect of it. Um, but what the last guy said there at the end of, you know, what's unique about our process is, if we go back to what Stephen S. said in our first podcast, we only seek a certain type of individual to come up, to come through selection. We want everybody to apply during phase one. Uh, we're going to wet that down to um, the folks that we think, um, at least on paper and through some other, uh, let's just say, deep investigation that we think may fit our model. Uh, and then we'll bring those folks up just so the audience out there understands what we're talking about. These are guys who are all selected already. These are guys who are already vetted through the pipeline of either combat control or pararescue, special reconnaissance or TACP. Um, and that doesn't even include the officers. So all these guys are special in their own right. They're already part of the 1% out there. Um, and we are looking for a certain model out of those guys to come up and, and be a good fit for our organization. So to come up, you're, you're often going to feel like you are, um, maybe not the best when you're going through. And for some folks, that's going to be a shock because some of these guys were, were in the top 10% all the way through the pipeline. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cool environment to come up and be surrounded by guys who are really good. And then you got to fight every second during selection and beyond uh, just to stay mediocre and try to hopefully eke your way up towards the top. So again, selection is a really cool event, but you got to you got to come strong. And I don't just mean physically; um, physicality is expected. That's the foundation. Not quitting is just the foundation. You will not find very much success in our process if your main goal is to come up and not quit. Uh, 
because again, that's the foundation. That's the standard. We expect you not to quit. We want to see what's on top of that. Um, so just keep that in mind uh, for those thinking about coming up and for those coming up in October. And uh, basically, we're just going to give you a bunch of standards when, you, when you're here um, for every event. And all we need to do is just see you meet those standards. That's it. All right, for the next and last round of question and answers, um, basically just ask the guys, hey, what are some tips? If you could go back and give yourself some tips or for the guys coming up behind you right now, what are some tips you could give them for, uh, you know, so they could consider some things to help them be successful when they come up to selection? What would those be? Prepare. I think just having the right mindset of coming up here and, you know, you're coming up here, you know, it's a job interview. Um so, you know, treat it as such, but don't go so overboard that it changes who you are. Um, you know, if, if, um, if, you if you try to change your personality or how you present yourself during selection and you get picked up, then you may not have a great time up here because they're assessing based off of um, something that wasn't really you. So I think the best thing you can do is be um, just completely, you know, honest with yourself through the selection uh, process. And then, you know, let everything like let everything work. Um, and if you're the right guy to come up here, then you will get selected. All right. I'll probably stop and inject something after each of these answers, because these are some really good tips. And and what he hits on here is the same thing we heard. We heard Doc Thompson talk about last week, which is uh, being authentic when you come up here. That authenticity is important to us because it lets us know that you are comfortable um, in your own skin, because if if we don't get a good read on who you are, we feel like you're not comfortable with being you, then we are sure not going to put you in, in problem sets and situations that we deal with here because we just can't predict what the outcome will be. And uh, like I said last week with her, we don't invest in a lot of wild cards. So the best thing that you can do, and he said it very well, is come up here and be yourself and let the process work. Uh, it's when you come up and try to trick the process or play a game or be somebody you're not, we sniff that out within the first couple of hours that you're here, and uh, the results usually are not good by the end of it. So keep it in mind. It's a great tip. Let's move forward. If you're at an ST unit, I would say talk to your, your strength coach because most of them have a solid program that's been tried and true, and I know they communicate very closely with the HP staff up here. So don't think that you need to go reinvent the wheel. Just go do what, go do what they're telling you to do. They've I'm almost every unit I'm sure has sent multiple guys up here that have been successful on those programs. Um, so I would just, I would trust their judgment. Yeah. So obviously another good point of, of how are you physically preparing? Are you just leaving it up to your own, own skill set and how to plan uh, that progression leading up to selection to be ready when you get here? And uh, what this operator is suggesting, and I think it is spot on, is to hand that over to the experts. Talk to the experts at your location. He said ST, but I know all RQSs. And I just visited the um, 131st RQS out in Moffett uh, Field, California, uh, there in San Jose last week. And, you know, they're a, they're a guard uh, PJ unit, rescue unit. And they have a full POTUS staff. So everybody has this capability now. Um, and if you don't, all you got to do is go to our website, uh, scroll down to you see selection prep, open up the document that talks about physical prep, and we have an entire workout plan for you. I think it's 10 weeks, 16 weeks. I can't remember. I need to go look. 
but it's comprehensive and it also comes with a nutrition plan as well. So we want you to be prepared. We have done our homework and uh, our, our due diligence to try to give you something if you don't have something available. But if you do have the professionals at your unit, again, go talk to them. If you like the workout that's on the website, go hand that to them and say, hey, taking what you know about me and maybe some of my injuries or some of my propensities, um, let's develop a workout plan that's just for me to get me ready when I step off for selection. Uh, just great advice. There are certain variables that you can control and there are certain ones that you can. There's certain information that you already have. Everybody knows there's going to be a long, heavy walk. It's not a secret about selection. Um, so if you can do what you can to prepare for those things that you do know, it'll take the stress off of you when it comes to grappling with the unknowns, um, which are are a part of selection. It's what selection is about. Do what you can now to alleviate that potential stress. Typically that means being physically prepared because if you are, if your body is able to hold up against the physical stress, that's one less thing that you have to worry about or just a little bit less. It doesn't mean that you, if you're not in peak physical condition, you can't uh, succeed at selection. It just means going into it, you know, your, your knee, you hear it all the time. My knee, I got a knee issue. My knee's flaring up on me or whatever it might be. You knew that coming in. You knew you had knee issues. Mentally prepare yourself. What am I going to do if my knee, I, I rolled my ankle so hard in about the first 20 meters of the long ruck that I just wanted to punch the ground. I thought I was, I had just boloed my opportunities. Um, but I was physically strong enough to endure what uh, was to come after that. I really like what he's saying here. Uh, it's not just touching. I mean, he's talking about physicality, but really what he's talking about is the mental aspect of selection and how if you can, if you can overcome some of those barriers even before you get here, well before you get here, then you're going to open up some mental bandwidth later on in selection that you are absolutely going to need. Listen to me, you are absolutely going to need it. So if you're not struggling um, in the deeper portions of selection, if you are not just wore out, because some guys get wore out early in the tactical phase, and uh, asking them to do something that takes mental capacity, they can't do it because their body is just spent. Physiologically, they are done, and they're just surviving. And again, if you, if you haven't caught on to the theme over these podcasts, we won't pick up guys who just come and survive. We won't pick up gray guys. Um, we need to have a good feeling for you, and we need to know that you at least fit our model uh, before we're going to bring you to the organization. So being physically fit, what he's saying when you come up, or if you, are, if you have an injury, or let's say your family life is kind of out of whack or something's going on in the background, you really need to come to grips with that before you come to selection because I promise you, you are going to descend down into some dark um, times, what I like to call the troughs. Like we have a lot of peaks and troughs during selection. And those troughs are when some of those things are really going to eat at you and really dig at you. And um, if you can have those settle before you come, wow, selection is a whole different experience. So again, some great advice some, for some op from some operators that have been there. I would say definitely prepare physically. Um, you know, one of my 
good buddies up there came here down here for the last selection did not prepare physically adequately enough um which was kind of disappointing um so like don't skimp out on the physical part but that's not the only thing that matters as well um so like be very good at the basics with your core skills um brilliance in the basics and physical toughness i'd say 100% basics, but be good at basics. Just be um, a stud at the things you know already. You don't have to know crazy stuff to come out here and show that you're a PJ. Just what you know, know it well. An obvious resounding thing for those two answers were be good at the basics. And that means a whole lot of things, actually. I think a lot of times we start thinking specialty skills right away. Uh, but I'll be open with you. We're not going to test your specialty skills a whole lot. We're going to test them a little bit because we want to see if you have the foundation, but that's expected. That's expected that if we test you on them, that you're pretty good at them. You already have a history that you can do them. Um, you know, some people are better than others at doing those basic skills, but we're looking at everything. We're looking at how do you think tactically? Um, those soldier skills, those basic troop leading procedures, how do you carry yourself in a tactical situation? We're looking for all these things as indicators of, are you trainable? Can you take feedback and apply it quickly? I get to, it's all these things when we say be good at the basics, that's what we're talking about. Basically three level skills and standards that we all have across all of our AFSCs. So uh, again, really great advice from guys who came up and proved that they had the basics um, mastered and uh, we could build on top of that. One be prepared for failure. I think it's good because it it like puts you kind of in an equilibrium with with everybody else. Like everybody at their worst is kind of relatively even, but everybody at their best is not even. Like there are some dudes at their best that are awesome. Um but it's like yeah, be like if you're prepare yourself for failure as bad as that sounds and as dumb as that sounds and just know how to like accept it and learn from it and then move on like almost immediately. Again, we can tie this back into um, some things that Doc Thompson said last week on, you know, what are going to be some of those biggest roadblocks to the guys um, as they're going through the process and pain. And she said pain in all, in all types, um, the pain of doing bad at a, an event failing, uh, those are going to be roadblocks that if you start ruminating and get inside your head, uh, they're going to overcome you and they're going to um, take your performance straight down into the gutter. So what he's saying here, I love it. Um, plan on failing and then plan on a plan on having a plan for that failure to get past it quickly and to drive on. Uh, one failure um, could derail your entire selection process. We're not going to choose that. You choose that. Um, we're going to just give you another event to do and, and give you some standards and expect you to apply it. So it's going to be up to you to get yourself past that and demonstrate that hey, you can take some feedback. You can learn quickly. You can apply that feedback and the, some other tips that you took away from that failure and start finding success again. I think out of all these tips and all of them have been great, that's probably the one that hangs the guys up the most. Um, Anybody that you do an exit interview with past selection, I'll talk about that being a tough part of selection. So, hey, it's out there. This isn't a secret. 
uh, it's going to be tough. You're not going to do as good as you want to do. We want to see how you deal with it. All right, everybody, that is it for this week. That was about 22 minutes of content that I hope you found really valuable. And I guess depending on who you are and where you're at in your career and your decision to come up and and make our organization hopefully a a part of your future uh, will depend on how successful or I'm sorry, how, you know, valuable this segment was. Uh, But ultimately, no matter if you're coming up to us or you're looking out in business or you are going somewhere else, I think a lot of these tips apply to everyday life. And I think that's what's really beautiful about this this process and these podcasts are, yep, we're talking about our organization and its values and its culture and its characteristics. But honestly, this applies across a broad spectrum that anybody could probably apply in their context and daily life. So I hope it is value added into your life. And we will be back in one week maybe sooner with an interview with a specialist who is going to reveal some of the human performance side of selection and OTC. All right, y'all, that is it for this week. The Insight Through Experience podcast will be coming back at you soon.